the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Tom Moeller, and this is Colorado Issues. The state of Colorado has won a national award from the American Planning Association, and I'm really, really happy to uh, introduce Shadrick Coleman, who is chair of the jury that made the award from the American Planning Association. Shadrick, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, describe uh, to us uh, the award given to Colorado. I understand that the background to the award was the floods and the fires that uh, we had experienced here in the last several years. Yes, the award that was given to the state of Colorado was relative to their uh, resiliency framework planning, which was to basically create a plan that could be used by communities to get ahead of potential disasters that happen naturally and uh, man-made disasters that may happen in the state and allow communities a, a methodology to create a forward action plan to cover those things. And it is something that, you know, we right now in this country see so many different uh, disasters happening across the country and being able to understand how to respond to such is really a great step forward and we were very impressed with this action uh, on the part of the state. And as so often the case, uh, something that is admirable uh, going forward comes out of a tragedy in the past that causes people to respond and uh, correct the things that need correcting and plan for the future. And that's what you just described. Exactly. And another thing we were impressed with is that this is something that hopefully can be utilized by other communities around the country and maybe even around the world as, a, as an approach to do the same thing. You know, if everyone sort of starts an, an opportunity. This, this we saw as a model for other communities to try and maybe uh, copy and make use of. Well, uh, now specifically, uh, it's the Resiliency and Recovery Office uh, of the state of Colorado that... Uh, that has won the award with their work. Uh, can you give us some specifics as to what uh, what you guys talked about, the uh, award jury that, uh, that uh, impressed you, that led to this award? Well, the, the jury looked at the components of what had been put together in the plan, the the way that it worked with the federal, state, and local agencies that were a part of uh, the state, uh, local and private organizations, how it also involved the actual individuals of the community. And we were impressed with that outreach that is usually um, a goal of many plans, but sometimes it doesn't get achieved. So we were, we were very impressed with that uh, opportunity to pull that together and that the framework had very specific goals as to what it was trying to achieve. And those were to reduce risk and uh, reduce overall risk, to enhance planning, to improve policy making, 
to create a more responsive culture and to incorporate resiliency into investment, be they private investment or uh, public investment in the state. Now, anybody who's been in Colorado the last uh, few years, uh, of course, remembers uh, the floods and the fires. In fact, here on this program, uh, on an anniversary of a, a flood uh, in, uh, I believe, the 1960s, uh, we did an anniversary program with some people who were there at that time, and then, of course, revisited with the the floods all up and down the front range, and then uh, the fires, uh, the shock and the stresses we all can relate to. But that was part of uh, part of the work of the resiliency office is to address the the past, uh, the shock and the uh, stresses, as well as uh, putting forth a plan for the future. Uh, is uh, did you guys deal with? With the past, the shocks and the stresses of the past, or was it all in terms of uh, their responses to the future? Uh, we looked at basically how they integrated their concerns for accidents that happened in the past and creating the plan to look for the future and the present. So, uh, our jury gave a very specific amount of information, so uh, they could go but so far into the past as far as giving us information. So, they gave some historical information. But our award was based on what they've achieved now and what it can do for the future. Now, of course, you were you were addressing, I'm assuming, a whole lot of different uh, uh, applicants uh, for the award, uh, and you uh, you probably have a whole lot of information from a whole lot of different uh, uh, parts of the country and different things that you looked at. Uh, you cited specifically the Colorado plan and the uh, the interaction with other agencies and so forth. From what you can remember, can you can you detail any particular thing in the uh, in the conglomerate of uh, working together with so many different agencies and so many entities that uh, uh, you say that this should be a model for others to follow? Um. I'll tell you that it's hard to go back to the early, well, last year when this was done, but I will tell you that there were a number of agencies, I think maybe over 25 agencies that were listed that were coordinated beyond just uh, individual outreach organizations that reached out to the public that were a part of that. And I will tell you that one thing that we are always impressed by is how you bring a lot of diverse groups together to work out a whole issues. And this was one that brought a lot of these different organizations together for a common cause and successfully achieved that. So uh, while I can't give you a specific number, let's just say that we were impressed with the number that were put together and how they were able to come together with a, a, a very unified approach. And I think part and parcel of that, looking at the criteria that uh, that you looked at specifically for the resiliency uh, program, uh, is the development of a responsible culture as part of that culture. I mean, just an observer uh, of it all happening. Uh, there certainly was a an overriding citizen sense of responsibility 
uh, as to uh, working together, working with government, working with uh, with uh, relief groups, working as individuals, working as neighbors and uh, neighborhoods. There, there was, I guess, as uh, tragically is so often the case with a a tragedy that uh, after a while it kind of wears off and you wish that it would continue that this responsible citizenry would just continue but it certainly was here during that time you, you know that that's one of the issues with, with with planning in general that a lot of plans take so long to develop or or are such a, a such a large area a lot of the common uh individuals don't see how they touch them until sometimes something is directly in their backyard per, per se you know and and what we're hoping with the recognition of these awards is to get the word out that planning is really integral to our daily lives at every level. And we as planners are the same people who live in the community that everyone else lives in, and we are affected by each and every one of the issues that goes on in everyone's life. And uh, so planning is an opportunity to sort of you know, order the, 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 the chaos to a degree and to create an opportunity for the public to get involved in being a part of the direction for their community. And, it, and it's very important that that is recognized. And it does take a long time to, to go about it, but to stay involved is the best way to stay ahead of it and to make sure that you understand what's happening in your local land. You know, as you're saying that, I, I can't help but think of any uh, tragedy, whether you know it's a hurricane in uh, New Orleans or uh, fires and floods in Colorado or uh, uh, any any number of tragedies or a personal tragedy. Uh, it's so easy for people to rally together at the time because it really shows how we care for each other. Uh, and yet uh, the planning, and, and you are the American Planning Association, uh, and, you know, when I hear about planning uh, as it relates to a government entity, I I think of board meetings where they say you can do this, but this doesn't meet with the plans, you can't do that. But, man, such part of the planning is the human element and keeping it in front of people so that they w- will... Uh, We'll look toward the future and be ready for future things rather than trying to scurry to get things uh, that have suddenly come upon them. Exactly. That, and and that, is, that is one of the challenges that we face every day is to keep everyone engaged in understanding that you really can't take a back seat to what involves you at such a, an important level. And really every level of planning involves every individual who's affected by it. And you know, locally here, I'm in I'm in Savannah, Georgia, and we recently had a little bit of a hurricane scare last year and, you know, it was it was another issue of planning, you know. So the fact that this resiliency plan is trying to get ahead of those things to create the framework on how to act ahead of those things where you can see them coming and also how to respond to the ones that happen with no warning is is vital and very important. And so we look at the past, we look at the thing that happened, in our case in Colorado, the fires and the floods. Um, we we look at the future to reduce risk of uh, possible uh, uh, things happening again uh, in the future, reducing the risk or responding to the risk. There's your planning, and that was part of your criteria as well, reducing risk and, 
and the planning as well as the the policies. Uh, it, it, was there anything in terms of policy uh, in a broad range, I'm sure, that stood out uh, in your giving of the award uh, that that it makes special note relative to fires and floods and future planning? Well, I think that what we saw was that the, the plan tried to cover uh, a very broad area of how uh, any of these disasters affect persons uh, economically, mentally, uh, from a socioeconomic standpoint, and, as well as how health care might be delivered during these days. So I think that we were, we really were impressed with how so many elements which are very complex to find order, were looked at so that hopefully nothing sort of gets through cracks and it, 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 and it takes care of all the different elements of what stresses could happen during any of these different uh, disasters, which each one would be uh, different in its own right, which would require a different level of response. So the fact that the plan tried to cover a broad basis of response has been set up uh, a framework on how to handle each one was was very was very uh, insightful and useful. You know, as, as you're saying that, uh, you're bringing back so much I remember about the floods because there was huge diversity in terms of the floods. You, you have the plains and the, uh, the ranches and the farms. Uh, you have the mountain towns. Uh, uh, you have small, uh, businesses in a mountain town on the way to, to Estes Park. Uh, that, that is a picturesque mountain town that for many of us are, is a pass-through town that suddenly became, uh, impassable as people go up to Estes Park and Rocky Mountain National Park. And you have people who are stranded in that town. You have that town mobilizing, uh, to help each other, uh, when they're stranded, uh, you know, uh, including finding People who uh, were elderly and delivering food to them, and and so forth, and you have the metro area and just the diversity, and then all of a sudden you have the the fires, and uh, the fires know no borders, uh, wow. and all of that. So, uh, how very important it is to do just exactly what you say with the planning for the future, with recognizing the past, with learning uh, the stress points uh, of, uh, of communicating with each other and cooperating with each other. It, uh, it really, truly was a monumental task. And, and you know, you, you bring up a, a, a good point in that, in that, that it's clear that one size doesn't fit all. And then you also brought up something, which is how the different communities interact and, and not only respond internally, but how the external support is brought into the community. Be it at a local, state, federal level, all those things have to be integrated in the plan and thought out and coordinated so that you know who to contact and how to contact them to bring in the resources that are necessary that are not immediately available and how to bring those forces in in a coordinated effort so that the right people are able to get to the right location in a safe manner and to keep those out who might be endangered by return, which is always a concern. But we all want to go back and take a look at 
what may have happened to our property during the disaster. And the coordination of the security as well as the resources for those volunteers who are coming in to respond has to get the balance there that you have to work out. And such plans are an important part of knowing how to do that in the bank. Because trying to do it on the fly really creates uh, a greater impact to the disaster itself. Now, one of the things that you said that uh, your goal uh, with these awards is to instruct other locales and the things that uh, we have learned uh, here in the state of Colorado and specifically the Resiliency and Recovery Office. How, uh, how do you get the information that we learned out to other places uh, around the country that they can learn from our experiences and your spotlighting it with your award. Well, first off, there's, there's clearly the, the fact that we document and, and uh, produce awards out in our in our national publications and recognize them at our national award uh, ceremony. But also, we take and try and create best practice documentation that we share with planners around the country who are able to come into the resource through the APA and get some of that information and and also allow contact with them to institute one the awards to directly have an outreach with the planners that are out there. So we try and use a lot of different avenues and provide a lot of different resource paths to get to this information. But as always, it takes some effort to decide that you want to get the information. So we try and make this information as, as available as possible to our membership and to those others who are interested. But mainly the public outreach happens during this initial uh, time that the awards are listed, then that's also through our website and other locations to get this information out. I'm talking with Shedrick Coleman, who is chair of the awards jury of the American Planning Association that made this award to uh, the state of Colorado and to the Resiliency and Recovery Office uh, of the state of Colorado. And, uh, Shedrick, uh, to that end, to get uh, word out to uh, other entities, uh, how do people, uh, is the, uh, what is the uh, American Planning Association website? Is it available for the general public to check in on and all of that? Yes, our uh, website is open to the public to get to the, and the planning awards are basically right on the on the front page, especially right now, but they're always available throughout the year for persons to get information on the current planning awards and those that have happened over the over the past historical few years. So it's uh, uh, our website is planning.org is, is our, our planning website for those who wish to go take a look at uh, our APA national information. Okay, planning.org, and uh, it's open to the general public. And, of course, uh, we're on four radio stations right now in the generally the uh, Denver metro area. Uh, uh, but if there is uh, uh, somebody here who is concerned about uh, what we're talking about, planning of the future of uh, of other events 
uh, and they're they're connected to people in other parts of the country, they could send them to that website and get information, planning.org. Uh, and also on that note, which is not the American Planning Association, but uh, the uh, Resiliency uh, Office uh, is also a reference uh, resource for Colorado. It's coresiliency.com. Uh, CO standing for, uh, Colorado, coresiliency.com. And I'm gonna check that website out, but I'm assuming that's an ongoing website also, uh, addressing the various things that we're talking about going forward. Yes, that website is a part of the framework that was a part of the war, and it contains training tools and materials to assist communities in resiliency planning. So that's definitely a resource for everyone to go to. And I'd like to, to also say that with our planning.org, there's a lot of other information about APA and planning in general and resources for those interested to get beyond just the planning award. So we welcome uh, the public to take a look and see what planning has and how it connects you for every day. Yeah, yeah tell us, we've got about uh, four minutes remaining. Uh, tell us, uh, the scope of the American Planning Association. The American Planning Association is a member organization that centers on the education on planning issues around the country and and global. Uh, we have approximately forty five thousand members uh, of professional planners, uh, planning commissioners, uh, planning uh, uh, elected officials who all are centered on trying to create policy, procedures, and educational issues that involve promoting planning and planning knowledge to uh, planners, the community, and government officials. Uh, we do a lot of studies. We have uh, many conferences and training programs to educate uh, members of the public, our professionals that are involved in the organization, and also to involve, excuse me, involve in outreach advocacy with government officials. So uh, it's, it's, it's an organization that covers all aspects of the transportation, of, of city planning. Uh, it, it, it's very diverse in what we do uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, I, I think that's, as I looked at the uh, information about the American Planning Association, the diversity, again, uh, so many times when I do interviews like this, uh, it it immediately breaks down stereotypes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, a stereotype is, well, an American Planning Association, and there's a, an award to a government entity, and uh, I've uh, sat in... Uh, as a reporter in uh, planning meetings and local government planning meetings and uh, but boy the diversity of planning uh, and the need for the the various needs that you you address uh, the human need the economic need uh, it's it's not just well uh, this neighborhood uh, is approved for that and not this uh, kind of thing. You you do have uh, a strong reach uh, across all areas of planning. Yes, and you know it, it, it is uh, amazing that it, it seems like it's something that's in the background, but it's really in the foreground. 
Uh, and because it's so integrated into society and the way we live, people overlook that planning is really happening all around them, be it good planning and bad. What we're hoping is we create the good planning efforts and get them and sort of rule out some of the bad by getting people to understand that with being involved, we end up with better outcomes for society overall. And then, of course, you share uh, what you learn on the good planning. And I'm assuming uh, at least by, well, probably helps to share what you've learned about bad planning as well. You're, you're absolutely right. I think that we all learn from mistakes. And if you are not able to investigate the things that go wrong, how do you know how to make things right? Yeah. So you definitely have to, to take a look at those efforts. And there are also efforts that are always may have good intentions that may not work quite the way you would like them to. So you have to analyze those and understand what was the what was the area that may have thrown us in, in a different direction. So it's very dynamic. Planning is dynamic and you have to be able to respond and move and change along with what forces may bear. And if I could uh, break planning down a little bit, uh, you know, I begin every day saying, what do you plan to do today, Tom? <laughs> and without uh, asking that question and answering it, uh, all sorts of things go wrong, and I end up looking back saying, you know, this was definitely a wasted day. <laughs> yeah, without a plan, we might not be having this conversation right now, Tom. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. Talking with Shedrick Coleman, who is chair of the awards jury of the American Planning Association. And as you just said, Shedrick, you and I planned for about a week here to get together and talk, and, and uh, it bore fruit. Uh, I appreciate so much your filling us in uh, on the award to the state of Colorado and specifically the resiliency and recovery uh, effort in the state of Colorado. Uh, and uh, Shedrick is uh, chair of the awards jury that uh, gave that award. And not only will I uh, be talking or am I talking to you, but next week uh, I'm going to be discussing with uh, Governor Hickenlooper this very award. Do you, in closing, do you have any question that you think I should ask Governor Hickenlooper about this? Well, I, I hope that uh, the governor just recognizes the importance of what this award means to the state and how wonderful that uh, the organization is putting this together. The Recovery Office organization will benefit the state. So hopefully that is something that he, he recognizes and supports hopefully. Thanks so much, Shedrick, for being with us. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Tom. Take care. I'm Tom Muller. This has been Colorado Issues.